0: Was a very fun race. I enjoyed it quite thoroughly. I think that's the best race we had all season.
1: Yeah, most definitely. So much going on throughout the grid and fun race, man. So
0: where do we start? You want to start with the Bulls? You want to start with Ferrari, Mercedes? Even I mean, I, Alpine? we
1: may as well start right into the first lap uh, with K. Mag bumping into Lewis, and kind so you of, want to start with Lewis? I mean, it's the first thing that happened, right? <laughs> There's so much
0: to unpack. Yeah, I mean, listen, I. I, I at the end of the day, Lewis had a great race. He was my driver of the day. I thought he did an amazing job. But, yeah, I mean, K-Mag bumped him. There's not much I want to talk about that. It's just a mistake on K-Mag.
1: Fell to the back of the grid and, you know, worked his way up. And you said it yesterday. Mercedes has made improvements. Their race pace is really good. And today it showed.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I think Lewis looked really good today. I mean, I don't think he was the fastest on the track. I know that saved the times. But at the end of the day, like he was running on his own race with no nothing ahead of him so like for most of the race so i wouldn't say that i think obviously i think it changes a lot if he doesn't get bumped i think checo cuz he would have been fourth right he would have been right behind george especially even if he went on softs i think that's a big thing too like we won't look at that but if they made the call on softs i think lewis um i think lewis ends up in fourth cuz he would have had he would have been a little quicker off off those inside corners and stuff to beat checo slash signs so
1: and also, just interesting—the first time we've seen Mercedes have some sort of reliability issues with the cooling system.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's reliability issue. I think everybody was having that issue. They but just, you know,
1: unfortunate up. that he had to uh, kind of both drivers had to chill right at the last lap. Yeah, there.
0: I, I, I think every I think every team was doing that. Like if you think about it, like even you heard Christian just say on the post show, like their temperatures are were, like were, we're screaming on everything—oil, water. So I think Mercedes obviously. Um, They were fighting for something, right? So they just asked him to push off. But I think every team was dealing with it.
1: Lewis did an incredible job chasing Carlos. Obviously, Carlos's tires were older, but he gets that position, and you think it's an easy three, four, and then it's not.
0: It's not. I mean, I mean, to be to be honest, though, um, I I just think that's on Mercedes. So, like, I don't understand George's pit strategy. Why did you have George run long on those mediums and then run those other mediums for like thirteen, fourteen laps? So. I mean, I think that's a big flaw. I think, I think easily, George could have had a had a had a second finish, P two. Yeah. I think because he lost what about ten seconds off Checo, fifteen seconds when he didn't pit and Max pitted. I don't know how much time he lost, but I know he lost at least eight to ten seconds around that range, and that's how much he lost the race by. So, at the end of the day, his car might have broke down because obviously the heat issues. But you know, you never know what what would have happened with uh, Checo's car too. So. Very interesting to think about. I I that was the only mistake Mercedes really made to me today was purely George's pits. I didn't understand it, but we don't have the data they have. But looking on the uh, outside, that's kind of where I was the only question mark I had in
1: Mercedes. Um yeah, let's let's talk Ferrari. I mean, I think it was a terrible weekend. I mean, not a weekend terrible race for Ferrari. Carlos again. Well, Carlos just bad. Bad, and then the reliability just, issues with Charles. Oh, well, I car. called
0: it. I said Ferrari's engine was due for there was something, like, because the Alfa Romeo had it, the, the Haas car has been speaking about them, like, the engine's do for it, and obviously, it's a new spec because Charles has the upgraded engine, and boom, but, I mean, Charles had a great race until his car broke down. Like, I think Charles would have ran away with that race if it wasn't for his car breaking down. Definitely. He, um And I like his attitude, right? Instead of crying to the media, like, you know, Max would. Um, he took maybe a Lewis approach. He said, "Look, like, we can only look at the positives. Raw performance, I'm really happy. You know, the reliability happens. We'll get back and we'll fix it. And, you know, that that's the way you handle it instead of crying, crying on, the, on air like Max did. And that's it.
1: Max was crying today.
0: Yeah, listen, I understand the frustration. I'm talking about in general. Like, I don't care in the moment you're heated, but, like, you know, after Max will complain about his car, like, with press. Yeah. But Charles didn't after you heard him, he said. It was
1: funny in the post-race when they're like, man, like, that was a great battle between you and george and instead of like saying yeah it was good battle while i had the drs issue i
0: mean that's true though he did have a drs issue he would have blew past george faster if he did with the drs because when he caught up when he was about 0.5 0.6 behind which is kind of the gap you need you can have drs and then george would make up some time on him and it kept it literally became a game of seeing does max's drs work yes or no and it it was fun to watch but i mean listen I, I love to come on here and make fun of you and Dale for saying Valtteri Bottas is a better choice than uh, George Russell. And I don't think I'll ever let that go because Valtteri Bottas is such a bad racer, but he's a good qualifier. Yeah. But today, if you had any doubts, including your Dale, that who's the better racer, I think that like wipes everything out. Yeah. I don't think we saw one performance like that from Valtteri Bottas in, in all of part. 2021. He started off in the best car. Mercedes was the best car last year. He doesn't have one defense like that on a weaker car while George has started off in a weaker car and still defended and when you look at up to week 6 George has 74 points i, I think or 75 while Valtteri only had 48 yeah and he's in a weaker car i so mean so you guys are were insane i don't know what the hell you guys are smoking but crazy
1: no i mean i've i've definitely i think um i've been pretty pro george for the last
0: six i'm months. just i don't know what you guys are seeing in 2021 and 2020 cuz i just i don't know like Valtteri's just and and you showed it. It's like he complained about his strategy again. It's like, no, your strategy is what got you up there. Exactly. Like, like, but at the end of the day, it's like, Valtteri is just not a good racer, in my opinion. I, and I don't think he has good tire management. I yeah, really I mean, don't. We,
1: I, it's proclaimed. It's very clear. Valtteri can put in a great single lap. Yeah. And what I can say is the future for Mercedes is bright. George is going to be a star.
0: I, 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 I would hold off on that. I mean, listen, it's six. We're, we're, we're in a small sample size. I think George is definitely the better option than Val- Valtteri because my whole uh, my whole point, and I know you you understood now where I was coming from, is that Valtteri just wasn't it. It doesn't mean George is the answer, but Valtteri was never the answer. That was the whole point. Yeah, that. for
1: sure. And the thing is, what you see is it feels like we've had such a long season already. Maybe it's, it's for me as a Mercedes fan, it feels long because of the struggles. But after today, this there's going to be a fight mid to th- end of the season. Lewis and George and Mercedes are gonna make their way into that battle.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm not gonna say that yet. I do think they have a chance because now it's about developing the car because now they have a baseline to work at, right? That's the biggest thing.
1: Yeah, they've and they've sorted out the porpoising. They're lower. They got great. I wouldn't race say they pace. figured out
0: the porpoising, but they have a lot better of an understanding of it because you know they're still bouncing out of some corners, right? And they're still like it, it, the fact that on the straight, they figured it out so they can lower their ride height, but they still have issues coming out of corners where downforce is not the greatest when you when you come out of certain corners. But my thing is, they're still behind six, uh, 10 weeks to these to Red Bull and Ferrari, which have actually been developing the car. So it's going to be uphill battle, but staying consistent is they can unlock more performance out of the car because it has more potential. So that's where the game is. I don't think it's a Lewis-George thing now. It really comes... Well, it is. Um, and I'm surprised you never brought this up, but... Maybe Carlos is there cuz he's great at developing a car.
1: Because Carlos. Yeah, Carlos yeah.
0: Sainz, like we I listened to Elbon uh Beyond the Grid and he made a very valid point like some drivers are better at unlocking a car feedback wise, giving back to your team and maybe that's why Carlos Sainz is there. Maybe that's why Valtteri Bottas was there. Maybe he's really good at um getting better performance out of a car from an engineering standpoint as a driver. So, very interesting, but we'll see what Mercedes does with the potential of the car over the next 6 weeks cuz that that that's really what that's kind of your time frame to catch up. You got For about sure. six weeks.
1: You've got six weeks. And, you know, we've got no weekend off. We go straight into Monaco. And it's not like this is a race where um, you're going to see much racing from a performance standpoint. I think... Very technical. Very technical. And I think uh, Monaco is one of those that evens the playing field on the qualifying day.
0: Yeah, I think it does. I think... But then again, I still think Red Bull has a better... car. Like, there's still about half a second, I think, faster than... Red the- Bull's
1: 6. like straight line speeds just stupid. Yeah. Once they got ahead of George today, I mean, in clear air they're ridiculous.
0: Yeah, uh, and 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 like we, we don't know what the the conversation between George and um his engineer bit might have been. They might have been like just, you know, third place is what we should what we're happy with because, you know, the the overheating like we don't know what that all looks like, but from from outside looks it looks like yeah, Red Bull's a lot faster, but it's but I don't know. It it looked like it was two seconds faster on race pace. Yeah. But we saw in qualifying pace, it's not that much faster. But I don't know. It's hard to judge. But you're right. It does not look like Mercedes was in Red Bull's class racing-wise.
1: Yeah. And that's why I think when you look at the result for George, I mean, it's incredible. It's his second podium with Mercedes, his third podium in his career. It's... It's just great to see. And I think even today, like, after Lewis got that puncture and he was last and he was kind of deflated and talked about saving the engine, then he put in an incredible performance. It was damaged to the side of his car. Obviously, it didn't affect his overall pace. And I think that I am leaving Barcelona much more optimistic as a Mercedes fan.
0: As you should. I mean, I know I know. this weekend you've been skeptical lately up until now. You're like, okay, I, I see it. Improve. I feel good. I mean, listen, Toto doesn't talk unless unless something's real,
1: right? That, I mean, it did suck like letting signs pass Lewis again at the end, but I understand there was no choice.
0: It was two laps. I mean, you could have tried.
1: <laughs> you could have tried, but laps. they said it was a very high risk of DNF.
0: Yeah, it was. Ultimately, I think Mercedes should be, Mercedes fans, including yourself, should be happy. Um, you're in the right step. You, you have a baseline to work with, and we'll see what you guys do. We'll see if you are still. Mercedes, like, can you develop a car that can actually be developed now into the best car?
1: And you called it, you said Monaco, so that's kind of like your time frame is is this coming week? We we bounced right back, come Friday.
0: Yeah, I would say that one thing is, I don't care if Mercedes wins this championship. For me, to see if they're the best constructor, if they have the best car going into the last race, that will show me that they're still the best constructor. May it may not show results wise. But if they can develop their car from this d- disaster all the way up to the best car in a year, it'll show me that they're still the best constructor by theory. By theory. Yeah.
1: So Mercedes is now about 40, 49 points off Ferrari and the constructors.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's not that big of a gap.
1: And between um, first place, 75.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's not that big of a gap. It is what it is. Like you and
1: can- George only, um, you know, call it 29 points away from Charles.
0: Yeah. Like, if, if, if you told me George was 29 points behind Charles and his car was a disaster for the first six, five races, most Mercedes fans would be really happy. Now, if you told me Lewis, I think Lewis is what? Like he's at 50? 46 points. He's about 60 so he's
1: points. So point, uh, Call it um, 60 points off Charles.
0: That's a tough pill to swallow.
1: Yeah. You know, I think from a title standpoint for Lewis, um not going to say it's impossible, but... Very definitely uh, definitely very unlikely. I think right now they're going to obviously attack it one race at a time. Can one of them get into that battle? But from a constructive standpoint, I you think that's chance. where the chance is. Yeah,
0: you have a chance with the instructor because you're only down like four, 40-ish points, right? So, you know, it takes one DNF and a great weekend from your team to be right back into it. Are they down that much more than the Red Bull?
1: In the constructors? Yeah, how much
0: are they actually down?
1: In constructors, yes, in constructors, it's 70 points.
0: So they're down 70 points, so 75. One big, one big DNF weekend from a team, then you're right back in it, right? So they definitely have a chance. And you know, constructors' points rack up pretty quickly, right? They so, do. um, but I think overall, encouraged. I and think it's that, only
1: you know, that's the greatest thing is it's just six races done now.
0: Yeah, we still got it's only a quarter of the year, pretty much. How are you feeling about, um, are you putting your hopes into George for a driver's championship, or you're not like that? There's that's not even on the radar.
1: No, I think one Mercedes driver can do it, and obviously George is ahead. Why not? So you're at, you have hope for that? I think I oh, I definitely have hope that there's a he chance just, that we can have a battle. Um, I think constructors is a good chance, but, but from a driver's standpoint, um, you do think George? I, is I chance. think there's a chance.
0: Do you think, so you think George has a, ba- uh, does it hurt you to say that it's not Lewis that has a chance to battle and it's George?
1: I mean, yeah, definitely. I just want Lewis to get eight like really badly. And who knows, we've seen Lewis do crazy things and we saw what he did at second half of last year. So it's ne- you can never rule out Lewis. Um, but man, if George gets his first championship, that'd be with all things that they've had to deal with. I mean, you got to just bow down to Mercedes. All right, so let's jump into Ferrari, like, actually, deep dive. So, there is
0: clearly a gap between Charles and Carlos.
1: Like, a huge
0: gap. You've jumped off the Carlos bandwagon, or train, you've, you've yeah. called it.
1: So, I sent you that graphic. I mean, it's kind of crazy.
0: He's had issues in every single race, but my and whole I thing can't, is... And
1: you can't even use the tailwind as an excuse for him max because every other driver was dealing with the same thing.
0: Yeah, I, I don't care about the tailwind thing. I don't care about the spin-out. His pace is clearly off of Charles' pace. He's not even close to Verstappen. Especially and when
1: Lewis chased him down. I understand the tire situation, but Lewis chased that Ferrari down Even with fast. the tire
0: situation, you'd you he his tires were only about three or four laps older. It's not like he was 10 laps on think, the tire. I
1: think they were 10 laps, maybe.
0: No, I think he switched with, with like 20 laps ago, 22, and Lewis switched with 16 laps ago. It was around like a six-lap difference, four, four to six laps. But regardless, too, is like you only had 10 laps on those tires. So I don't
1: know where the big gap is because Charles puts a gap between him and Max. And then when you see like the raw pace that Charles had yesterday in quality compared to Carlos, it this always just shows you the best. But
0: that's not even the point. Like yeah.
1: when you look at teams, it's like your but, drivers. But, but that's
0: quality, though. Look at race pace, right? Remember in ball rain and but we saw how far Carlos got behind after safety flag. So this is what I'm trying to trying to point out to our listeners is Charles had a huge gap between Max and himself, right? He let he lit up that gap, right? What about the gap between Max and Carlos?
1: Exactly. There, there's it's just levels to the it. The point that I'm that tr- I think we're both trying to make is the best evaluation is your teammate. You guys are in the same machinery. Obviously, setups are different. We understand all that. But But you're responsible for those setups. But Carlos can't extract the performance that his teammate can. And it's like apparent. I hate when people bring up setups because the driver is the one that talks about a setup. Sure. Of course. Right. So. But you can't, like, what I wanted to say is like, the casual fans would just say it's the same car. It's not, it's the same car, but it's not. But but the driver determines it. So of you course, have the same equipment. There's layers to it. You have equipment. You have the same
0: equipment. It's not you the same. You have car. the
1: same equipment. You choose your, you are responsible for your layout yeah. and working with your engineers. The reality is, Charles can get far superior performance, no different than Lewis could do it to Valtteri. And obviously, you know, Max has done it to Checo. I don't but think Checo I don't has think that's, shown this weekend that.
0: Nah, I, don't th- I, don't think it's, I don't think it's a setup thing. I think Max is just way better. I, have, I don't think it has anything to do with setups with Max. Max has just been better than Checo. I mean, of course. I, it just comes down to that. Even if you gave Checo a little bit faster of a car, Max would still beat him.
1: Like, I'm surprised they even asked Christian post race, like, is there a clear one-two? Of course. Max is yeah, a one. So let's talk about that. I mean, we talk like we've dude, said when is this going to become a this was the first time it's happened.
0: Yeah, I think Checo could have won the race because you know he could have went, he could have went hard on his mediums, right? And I think there was about maybe 22 laps. He could have went on his mediums for another hard for another seven to ten laps and then switch his pit pit again. So I don't know. I, I don't like what Red Bull does. It's just like so favored towards
1: Max. And Mercedes never did it to Bottas. I mean. Not there, this early in the season. There was definitely, over the course of Bottas' career, there was a lot of times he had to. But that's later orders. in
0: the season when the championship. I can't can speak on it I don't know
1: exactly, but Bottas I'm sure if we is, look at it. Bottas' biggest thing was in Sochi
0: 2019. When Sochi? In September. Right? He wasn't really a contender in the championship. Or 2018. It was one of those. 2018, 2019, Sochi. But that was his biggest beef with it. But we're talking about six races in. We've never seen it with Mercedes, six races in. The championship is still... Checo can still fight for the championship. He's only what? He's only about 20 points behind. Checo is
1: 85, max 110.
0: Yeah, so think about this. Take off seven for max and put the seven on Checo.
1: Exactly. It's 103
0: to 92. Exactly. So it's like, to me, it doesn't make sense.
1: There's still a close battle And if there. Mercedes
0: has it, has done this at the beginning of the season,
1: then I have a beef with Mercedes on it. I'm saying consistent. Like, a world championship hasn't decided. Checo's not out of the race. Exactly. And that's why Checo's upset. And listen, we this season, Checo has done a great job. Obviously, Max has had issues. They've both had issues. But, yeah, let there's still a, the championship's still up. For grabs. It's still up for grabs even
0: with this move. He's 20 20 points behind. If Max DNFs and Checo finishes first or second
1: next race, he's right there with Max. I know. So to me, it's just stupid. And Checo could have also passed him when Max's DRS wasn't working and he couldn't get past George. Yeah, so it's like he had to follow team orders. He's upset. He said he's going to talk about it later. And Christian was just talking crap too. Like there was another pit that came in.
0: I respect Checo because he did it behind closed doors. He's a consummate freshman. He said, we'll talk about it later.
1: Yeah. He's and like, great team win. We'll talk about it later.
0: Yeah. You know, you, you would hear Max or someone like Valtteri cry about it over the air. I don't know if Lewis would. I
1: appreciate Max obviously acknowledging it after the overtake and after the race. It, at the end of the day, it's not Max's decision. It's not. Max said, thank you. Both times during and after respect that check on. to speak to Christian Horner.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, what did you think of kind of the rest of the grid? I think Haas just looks stupid. Haas has terrible race pace. I don't
1: think they have terrible race pace. They've kind of showed it all year, man. I think K-Mag has good race pace, no? I mean, K-Mag did nothing after he dropped off today. Yeah. What do he finish, 16th?
0: I don't think the race pace is terrible. I don't think it's superior. I mean... Remember, Mick, Mick, Mick got up to 10th, I mean, 9th last, last race, but then he just sabotaged his own race. So it's like...
1: So Mag finished 17th really bad. That second but last. he
0: was also a full 20 to 30 seconds behind Lewis. Like when, at the beginning, like remember he he spun out and then he was like yeah, 20 30 exactly. seconds behind Lewis. So, I agree with you. I don't think the race pace is great, but I don't blame it on the race pace. I'm and I mean, I'm questioning Mick, Mick 14th. I'm questioning Mick and I'm questioning K K mag and the strategy to like they ran mediums the whole time.
1: K mag ran hards at the end, bro.
0: I know. So, my whole thing is what is going on with the Haas? I think Alpine obviously had a strong comeback.
1: Alonzo finished ninth. Man, he's my dragger. Alonzo he looks good. Didn't finish.
0: Alonzo's good. Looks he looks good. And ra- I think the Alpine car is better in racing than it is in qualifying. Like I think that's just kind of. He's it also on his is.
1: on a brand new engine, and the fact that he's on his fourth engine already is kind of crazy.
0: Yeah, but who cares about the penalty? Because you obviously still got points. Like you would have still finished around fifth to ninth, right? Yeah. Sorry, sixth to ninth. So I mean, the brand new engine didn't
1: hurt. Um, I Ocon also, finished seventh. Yeah, so I mean, they was, they were good. And Lando finished 8th, I think, right? Lando finished 8th, and the man was struggling, bro. Like, personally, dealing with all the... Yeah, all the, Danny Ricardo sucks. Danny Rick was 12th. What did, I, like, what did Danny Rick do? At some point, I think we got to just declare for everyone. Danny Rick is washed. Danny Rick and Seb. Maybe he's not washed because he never was it. But Danny Rick for some reason, tricked the world into thinking he was a great driver. Hang on,
0: hang on, hang on. Let's rewind. Well, you just said it. He's never been it, so he's never been washed. This is exactly. just Danny Rick.
1: This is Danny Rick. He tricked the world into thinking he was a championship driver. The man won seven, dri- seven races with Red Bull.
0: Yeah. Wrong place, right place, wrong time. Who knows, but... All I can say to you
1: is, Danny Rick was never it. At the end of the day, Danny Rick will end his career with less than 10 race victories. Which is crazy to think. That's what I'm calling now. Never wins more than 10 races. He
0: might. He might. You know, he might fluke out And And probably. you
1: know what? It's just wild to think, like, he is being a name. Like, a legitimate name in this sport.
0: So, who do you think is actually, like... Do you think Danny Rick is a better driver than George Russell in his peak? No. Like... I actually see George Russell. I think he shows like he's a great, like he's a really good racer.
1: George Russell may have more race wins than Danny Rick after this year.
0: No, not this year. Probably
1: maybe in two years, but I know. I mean, that's just a crazy hot. take. The thing is
0: when I look at it, it's like the way George Joe today, he was so intelligent with all his defending and the way he just ran his race.
1: Valtteri would never, how many laps was it? Did it go on for almost 20 laps?
0: I don't know. It went on for a long time. At least twelve. Well, twelve. I mean 12.
1: a battle. And regardless of that his DRS wasn't working. The Red Bull's just faster. Like And they
0: had a slipstream. Like it's not like it's just it was whatever. I mean, it's not even about what what happened. It's about what George displayed. Just how he set up his the way car He, to he puts his
1: car into position to defend. Like and understanding. I never saw that from Valtteri
0: and George was understanding where his point is to defend even if he's on the outside how he's
1: coming back in and then when Max did get him he got Max back yeah which Valtteri would have conceded
0: yeah and you know what i appreciate it it's only a, like i said it's a it's a small sample size with George but i think this is what mercedes fans George showed year. it the
1: first time he got a mercedes back in secure um, the secure grand prix like so we said that was a small sample like everything he's done he continues to show why He's consistently finished top five this year. This is his second podium. I don't
0: think this is a hot take anymore, but you know I've been saying it since last year. If George was in the seat in 2021, Lewis would have won the championship.
1: I agree. Like that's, that's just what Valtteri cost Lewis that eighth championship.
0: I, I really do think that. Now, they're best friends, because you saw Valtteri let him through easily. He let Lewis through pretty he let, easily. He let
1: Lewis. I was, and I think um, I felt and in the moment that I'm like, Valtteri did that like on purpose. Cause he knew he wasn't gonna defend, and
0: he's like, I'll let my boy through. Exactly, (laughs) that's kind of what it went down to. Um,
1: I agree. I'm cool with that. Uh, It's good, man. It's good to see George just performing. I really thought that when Max was pissed off with the DRS, he was chasing, and he did. He like lost it on that one curb, but he recovered. Man, I was so hopeful that Max was gonna
0: see. I I get where you're coming from, but nah, it's Max Verstappen. Like he's too good of a driver to make. He's gonna be angry. And, like, he makes mistakes, but he's still good at recovering. Like, even if you look at his drift, I think it was in 2016. Well, today he made That's a mistake that.
1: and went off the track and he still did. figured it out. But
0: okay. I'm talking about, like, he's actually good at recovering his car, too, when it's, like, in mid-drift. He, um... I don't know. The the Red Bull car feels a lot like the Mercedes car last year. I'm just saying that. But difference is, is that Max Verstappen is not asleep behind the wheel like Lewis was for the first half of the year.
1: Yeah, Max is gunning for that second back-to-back championship.
0: I think he's out to prove the world that wasn't you
1: know Again, like I said, I I um you know every race there's a level of respect that continues to grow on me with Max. I just absolutely despise the team that he drives for. I hate Christian Horner's approach. Christian Horner just I it's just not a good sportsman. He he irritates me. There's in all sports there is a code of sportsmanship. Christian Horner it's just not a sports Let thing. me ask you this. You saw the Marco Helmet jewelry comments? Um, Yeah.
0: He's actually on Lewis's side, which was surprising. Listen, it's not much, but it's surprising that Marco Helmet would actually defend Lewis Hamilton in something.
1: Yeah. I mean, the the whole jewelry thing, that's the conversation for another day. Like, it's just... But you can stupid. wear your wedding ring. It's, it's honestly, like Lewis said, why are we going backwards for?
0: But the thing is, when you even think about that, it's like... Whether whether or not you're married or not or why the reason you're wearing it, it still poses the same risk. Wedding ring or just a ring you wear for fun.
1: That's why logis- hypothetically, logistically, fundamentally, whatever you want to say, just theoretically does not make sense.
0: Yeah. Do we have any updates if Lewis is going to be banned from mon- We'll find
1: out. It's next week. No, <laughs> I know.
0: But when do they have a, a date on that when they're going to?
1: I don't know. Rule? I haven't really followed it because it's just one of those things that's like just, just irritating. Um. So Louis, you know, we bashed, not bash, we called Louis out Yesterday for, he answered the call this week. He I answered this, the call today. He was mm. in the garage late last night, according to his care, Instagram. I
0: don't care, bro. I don't care.
1: <laughs> no, I'm just saying.
0: No, I know, but he's posting that to the world. He's posting to he's that working to the hard,
1: world. But I don't care. You were in New York for most of exactly. the week leading up to the race. That's my point. So is he maybe answering those calls because there's a lot of chit chatter like maybe. we're talking about? It. Obviously, others are talking about it.
0: But 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 this is not this is a Lewis
1: positive podcast. But
0: I call a spade a spade. Lewis has lost to George, and I think today he drove better than George. I think he, he I think he beats George today if he doesn't get by Kamen. If he does, it, he, yeah, he
1: he's on the podium.
0: I, I think he beats George, right? And, and I think it's a different result.
1: And this is why Lewis Hamilton, if he never gets to eight, irrespective of Valtteri Costum, irrespective of freaking Michael Massey, the only person Lewis can ever really blame is himself because. If he literally Show was that. in the garage late last night focusing and drives like this today, and then when he turns it on, it's, it's literally to the eye test so different, then why do you not keep that energy all the time? I
0: think hopefully he flipped on the switch for the rest of the year, but like if this is a Lewis positive podcast, but Lewis Hamilton, we know what you're capable of. So when I see you losing to George <laughs> Russell, I have issues with it. And George Russell's a great driver, but he's not in your level. George is my favorite driver, and I'm well aware of his peak versus your peak. So, anybody that thinks I'm a Lewis hater, stand back. I'm actually a Lewis fan. I appreciate his greatness. Because we know what Lewis can do when
1: he turns it on. Bro. But he chooses to get distracted. If
0: you think about this, right? If Lewis passes Checo, it's a whole different ballgame versus Red Bull. It's Max versus Lewis and George. Yeah. We actually have a chance to... I'm not saying we win. I'm not saying they do win, but you can't rule out the fact that maybe they do because they, they have a strategy to hold off Max each way to burn out his tires. Not saying that that, that would happen, but a lot of things change if, if Lewis didn't get bumped, right? And that's not his fault. No one's holding that, to, that, to that at all. It's just, Lewis was, I think, the best driver on the grid today. Um, and yeah, I, I just want to see more of this Lewis. I really want to see more of this Lewis. We all want to
1: see more of this Lewis because this is the Lewis Hamilton that we appreciate, Lewis Hamilton that we want. Um, and we'll see now how he bounces back next week in Monaco. Like, Monaco is obviously the track that you you need to qualify great on.
0: Yeah. Last I, year, it was a, a dismal
1: result. race for Lewis. Do you Lewis. expect a
0: great result from Mercedes? I don't.
1: I, I honestly don't, just because...
0: The car's not as better at racing than qualifying. I don't expect a great result. Just heads up, And there's
1: also not that much time between now and Friday to make changes. There isn't, no. So... Um, but it is,
0: but Red Bull's car is not as good as uh it's not as good on these tracks because remember it's a very fast car. it's not as great in the low and mid speed corners, which Monaco's all about. Listen,
1: I would be very happy if Charles Leclerc wins his home race last year he had bad luck.
0: I want him to win his home race. I want him spoiler, to win his
1: spoiler alert. I want him to win his home race.
0: I do too. A spoiler alert um so I talked about my driver the day. I'm actually switching. I actually think George Russell's my driver of the day. who's your driver of the day? Is it Lewis? I, I want to say George. I think George showed me more racing wise. Lewis had a great race, but it kind of felt like he was just passing people on straights and you know doing technical. But George was actually racing Max and Checo, so that's why I, I kind of switched my thoughts of my my driver of the day to George because he actually raced somebody. Yeah, like I don't really think Lewis really raced anybody. He didn't. But uh, but he had my a great driver race of the day though. was
1: definitely George. Um, I just want to throw this on the pod. Kind of funny, Drake dabbling into Formula One.
0: When it, what is he... Why did he post a picture of him watching it?
1: Uh, he made his first ever bet on F1 with stake, And uh, he put, you know, $300,000 on Charles Leclerc to win the race. Oh, he lost a lot of money. Lost, when. yeah.
0: Did he post he was mad about it? It's
1: like uh, the Drake curse strikes again. But he just posted on his story, my first F1 bet. Let's see how this goes. Oh. um, I mean, listen, it was a good bet other than Ferrari
0: reliability issues. That's just what it comes down to. So...
1: Lewis did get driver of the day by the fans.
0: Uh, Yeah, I just thought George raced better. Like, I just really think George was a better... Like, he showed racing. Listen, shout out to
1: George. The only driver on the grid to finish in the top five every race.
0: Yeah, and shout out to Max, though. He's won every single race he's finished. Every
1: race he's finished, he's won. So, the man performs. Like, this... Six races in, we don't have, like, the one-two battle we had last year right off the gate with Max and There's just so much going on. But this season... I mean, six races in, it's delivering. It's been a great race. Great, great I'm enjoying season. it. It's fun. There's been a lot of frustrating lows as a Mercedes fan. You kind of see the the come up now. Yeah. I'm enjoying it.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know how I feel because remember I told you this feels more like a constructors championship than the driver's championship. Yeah. It feels like it is kind of being a little bit more between drivers. So I think I'm getting there. It's just like the monkey wrench. Like Charles Leclerc was clearly the best driver today, right? But, you know, there's DNF's also,
1: um, you know, like. There's going to be a pretty good battle for fourth place as well. I think it's. Yeah, you're going to have. You're going to have. McLaren, Alpha, and Alpine. Oh, I thought you talked about Drivers' Championship. No, I'm t- well, I'm in the Constructors, but we'll look at Drivers in a sec. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It, it, sh- it should be Alpine.
1: It should be. And because Alpha Romeo, like if Joe was, didn't have three DNFs, like where are they? Yeah.
0: Well, who? Uh, Alpha Romeo's ahead right now, right?
1: Fourth place is McLaren. Oh, okay, then Alfa fifth Romero. place is Alfa Romeo. Sixth place is Alpine. So
0: Alpine's had bad luck with reliability, so is Alfa Merrill. Um McLaren has someone sleeping at the wheel, so I don't. I probably don't expect McLaren to win. But I think if you had two Landos, they'd be a clear. Alpine
1: should be the clear I think, winner. I think. I think Alpine should be because of Danny Ricks, just.
0: Based off pure performance, I kind of got Alpine. But you know, I think I told you with Joe, he's definitely not. He's a rookie. He's he's making rookie mistakes. Not really, but. You know, he's had issues, but he's going to make his rookie mistakes. Um, but I think it's going to be an interesting year to finish out. I don't care if it's a massive battle. It's been good to see, like, people are complaining how there's not a lot of overtaking on this course. Well, today we had a lot of overtaking. We had
1: overtaking. We had battles.
0: And, and you know, you got to shout out Max when he overtook on corner 12. Yeah. Uh, turn 12. Like, that, that was a nice move, and I respect it, man. Like, you don't expect an overtake on turn 12. So, I'm enjoying it. Um, I want to talk about one person that you're a fan of. I'm kind of a fan of, not a hater, but what happened to Pierre Gasly today?
1: What happened to Pierre Gasly and Alex Albon today?
0: Yeah, Yuki had an okay race. Uh, Yuki was fighting. Nicholas TV
1: beat Albon, and he didn't just beat him; he beat him by a lot.
0: I, I think Albon setup was having issues. Like he talked about it. You know, and they the said kickoff. you know they
1: said it today on the broadcast. Like Latifi realizes Nick DeVries is coming for that seat.
0: Yeah, maybe, maybe he's getting scared. But like I just said earlier in the podcast, maybe um maybe Latifi's really good at building a car, a shitty car. But maybe I mean, he's, he's to- there,
1: right? As much as I just dislike his racing performance. Yeah, who knows? Anyways, but no more for Latifi. Gasly, honestly, like, AlphaTauri has had a very bad I, I thought
0: season. Yuki had a very solid race, though. I was just sort watching of point.
1: Him. Great. I-, I saw Yuki just going up
0: and down the ladder. But the
1: reality is, what we saw last year with AlphaTauri... To this year well, did it's you bad.
0: did you hear um, Vaughns I think Afron say that they, they they only got a certain amount of things from Red Bull and they have developed their own car
1: I didn't but
0: so you know what probably next year they're a lot better because then they can take stuff from Red Bull's car last year but Red Bull's unde yeah, developed, so they're behind fair. but th- from what what I understood just hearing it is that they didn't get much to work off Red Bull other than like suspension gearbox and XY and Z. But they had to develop a lot of their own cars, So it just shows you that when Alpha is strong at the end of the, tur- the turbo hybrid era, it was because Red Bull was strong and they just kind of picked they just, the pieces. Yeah, that's
1: right. Um, I do want to just pull out on the driver's side. There's a very good chance that Carlos Sainz finishes fifth in the driver's championship.
0: So you're going to lose to Checo, George, obviously and I mean, it was- he could even
1: be six. Right now, he's fifth.
0: Yeah, it could be sixth if Lewis gets his shit together. Not Lewis, gets sh- but Mercedes and Lewis combined. Oh, yeah, and Lewis is on.
1: going to beat Carlos.
0: Then he's going to finish sixth.
1: He's going to finish sixth.
0: Because I I, I think Checo... Checo will just... be
1: ahead of him, too. If Charles wins the driver's championship or is a close second, and your other driver is Valtteri Bottas X... So, no, no, no. I think there's a difference, and I'll tell you why.
0: I think I think Valtteri ba- uh, the The Red Bull and Mercedes car are actually close to Ferrari. They're going to be close. It's not like last year it was Ferrari. I mean, it was Red Bull Mercedes only. So I don't care. I'm not holding him to that. He has to finish third. I'm just, I'm being completely honest. I, I think it's fair if you do, but I just think when Mercedes develops their car and cause the Red Bull car is actually better than that car. I don't think it's the same thing.
1: Fair. I will say that I'm confident to say after watching six races that Carlos Sainz struggles with pressure. And you know, that's a fair statement.
0: I, I told you I don't like to dive into mental stuff on this podcast, like the, me- the mental aspect of them. I, I will comment on it, but I won't dive into it. Let's go. This is a better question for you. Do you still believe Carlos Sainz is a world championship level driver, like can squeeze you at one? No. I don't believe it anymore either. I know like things change in our, and we're having recency, recency bias-y, bias, whatever the hell the word is. My brain ain't working right well. But he just does not be. He's just not handling it he well. He may
1: be incredible in the garage. He may be incredible, you know, teammate throughout the season. But when there is pressure to execute and deliver, he makes mistakes.
0: Yeah, and it's, it feels like that. But like, I don't know. Maybe he gets. Maybe he figures out after some Carlos signs. Driver.
1: From what you see, the guy is a workhorse. He puts in the hours. He works on his body, physically and mentally. So you love that aspect of it, but then you're like, man. Are you praying that we see Carlos Sainz turn it up? I after hope the so. Summer break? Like, he
0: really gets comfortable.
1: I, I, honestly, because I'm not, I don't want to be a Carlos hater, but I'm just talking on what we've seen after oh, I, six I races. I have my
0: gender to push I pick Charles to be the better racer. Listen, today, so.
1: dude, that's not even the conversation <laughs> anymore. But the thing is, you would be happy if Ferrari won, would you not? Yeah, I mean, I, I, and I'm guess a Ferrari what? fan. That means that their team their has teammate to has together. to perform, right? Yeah. So at the end of the day, we know that he's nowhere close to Charles's level, but he needs to actually be the Robin to Batman.
0: So did did McLaren dodge a bullet by not locking in Carlos Sainz. They did. I mean, Danny Ricardo's not much better.
1: Yeah, but you know what? I think they're you, Danny Rick is perfect right now in the fact that Lando just gets to build confidence. And I really think, too, If Lando and Carlos were there, I think they would actually be butting heads.
0: Yeah, I also think, too, like, this is just me, like, purely speculating, that it's good because if you had Carlos, you'd have hard decisions on, like, is he a championship driver? Exactly. And you'd have to be, If you're in McLaren
1: now, you realize, like, Lando is... He's the guy. Lando's
0: your number one, and you're going to get rid of Danny Rick when another good young talent comes up. Like, that's how I kind of feel about um, the McLaren situation. Funny note, and then I'm pretty much done for um, if unless you have anything else you want to talk about. I love how people are calling Nick DeVries a young driver. He's 27 years
1: old. It's because you don't anticipate the reserve young driver. I know, driver But I've been saying he's 27 this Bro, whole time. Pod- it's also like with, what's it, with Kubica. Like, why no, is he a reserve I driver? I think Kubica
0: was, is just a test driver. Like, maybe I think that's just...
1: Yeah, because he's old.
0: But but we know Kubica's drive the full season. I don't think he qualifies for that. I think he's, it's just part of his test driving duties. But... Uh, Nick DeVries, 27 years old. I hope he does get his F1 shot because it seems like he's better
1: than Latifi. Like, I'm glad we didn't hear anything about Williams all race, though. Williams was just... I mean, we heard about Lit- the end about Latifi.
0: I was dying how Lance Stroll spun out.
1: Aston Martin.
0: Vettel had a decent race, though. I'm not mad at it. Red- Vettel had a decent race. What did he finish, 11th?
1: Uh, he finished 11th, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, listen... He started off at what, like 16th, 17th, and he made his way up to finished 11? 11th? Finished 11th, uh, Stroll
1: finished 15th, like, they're bad.
0: Hey, Vettel's not that bad. V- Vettel still got something.
1: I think he still got a little something in the tank, but. I don't know, man. It's it, Look, the best, um, like, constructor outside of the top three today was Alpine, finishing 7th and ninth.
0: Yeah, I agree. I they agree. came
1: 4th today in the constructors.
0: What, do, you, do you know What Joe had an issue? I just remember hearing him. He's had uh, there
1: issue. was a power issue.
0: So the Ferrari engine is coming up on some... Well, one, two. Yeah. Hey, listen. And I, listen. I, I also, called it.
1: I called it. It's coming. It may be a good thing for Haas. And I Haas won't have any upgrades for, like, till mid-season. Just because of budget. That's fine. It's crazy. Their car has the performance. I Like, like you said, the race pace isn't great.
0: I don't... But... I'll keep. going We've back seen to this. it all year, but even but when Magnuson qualified though? high, but is it Mick? He would fall off. But is it Mick and K. meg Like, I, like that's a real of question. Like, I mean, the I'm driving a big, period. I'm a big Mick fan. Like, you know that I like Mick. But my question is, are they actually good racers?
1: If you put Lewis and George in this Haas, what would you get?
0: That's my question. If you actually put good racers in it, because if you
1: put Max and Charles or Max and Lewis, like, what's but, it look like?
0: What would what, 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 Like, okay, it's clear that this Alfa Romero and Haas have, they're a little bit behind Mercedes in terms of raw pace. So if you were to swap them out, would the Mercedes pairing be beating the Mercedes car if you swap driving teams? And I I would probably say Alfa Romero, yes. I I would say that Lewis Hamilton and George Russell would be able to beat Valtteri Bottas and Guan Yu Zhou in a a Mercedes. Like... As of right now. Maybe not when Mercedes makes upgrades in the next six weeks. But as of right now, I I think that they would be able to.
1: Yeah. And you know what? Um, If you just look at Alfa Romeo, Valtteri has done a pretty good job this year. All things considered.
0: Yeah. You know what? You've done a good job this year with the Draggers. You only lost one, and I picked the cheap one. I've been picking
1: good Draggers, The
0: only one I won was Lewis Hamilton, and that was an obvious one. I know.
1: (laughs) But other than that, your Draggers have been doing really good. Draggers have been doing really good. I mean... If you really just look at who you can pick on the draggers, it's pretty apparent, like, who can actually make their way. I would have
0: won last week if Mick didn't do that stupid move in the Vettel. But I'm just saying, like... Mick, man. Mick Mick is very disappointing. And on that note, we'll see you guys probably Tuesday. No, we won't see you guys Tuesday. We'll see you Thursday. We'll do our preview. Monaco preview. We'll do our Monaco preview on Thursday. I know you got a busy week. So we'll we'll see you guys Thursday for Monaco, which... Big controversy if the track's going to be there. By the way, we talked about Vettel. I just want to sign out that you obviously heard Crofty talk about how they're gonna put blocks of races in the same geographic area. Yeah, I how does mean, that make you feel?
1: Of course, it makes sense. There's no need to go from Miami to Spain, to Monaco, and then back to Canada. Like, keep everything on the same continent. I, I agree with that. Like, I'm a, I'm a I honestly couldn't care which races are where. Like during the calendar, just block them together in by region. Yeah, but but you know it has to do with
0: weather and all that stuff too. Like you can't have a, a Silverstone race in the in February. Yeah. I they mean there's March.
1: logistically there's very Sorry, smart March. people that can figure it out.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. That that's what they're paid to do. But I, I don't wanna see Canada, Cota, and Miami back to back to back. Like I don't care if they're spread out, but like I don't wanna see that. I think that'd be and then like what if we do for New Vegas and Cota then Miami then Canada, like Yeah, I mean but that's I, what I, they're saying. I think I I think it's different. Like you you have to at least spend two weeks in one geographical area. So like you might do Miami and Canada, then End of the year is Vegas and Kota. Like, it's got to at least be like that. But, you know, Vettel, maybe that's why you had a good race today. Because your environmental conscience was a little bit more filled today.
1: Definitely. Um, Definitely. So, we will also only have 22 races this year. Yeah, that's fine. Next year will be the first ever 23.
0: Who are they replacing Sochi with? They're keeping it. Yeah, I don't think they are.
1: They said no, they said they're not replacing it, right, this year? Yeah, and which means they'll keep it for next year.
0: Yeah, I don't know about that, but we'll we'll see what happens. But 22 races, so we are just over a little bit of quarter. We're like 27, 28%. Six, one, 18. 24 is, is 24, quarter. Yeah. So we're a quarter over the season. After Monaco is when judgment time is for every team. We'll have judgment a good episode after Monaco, after Monaco. It'll be judgment time, but... Shout out to Mercedes, they look good. They look good. This yeah, week. I mean,
1: I can't wait. By the time that we're done recording, we should start hearing some of the post race reactions. And
0: also, you just can't. You're also just. You look a lot more happy after this race because you feel. Some Yo, I mean,
1: after turn one, I was like fucking furious. But you were happy for George. I was happy for George, but I was like, man, because you know. Lewis always does incredible jobs staying out of like getting hurt. But hit. that wasn't his fault. He was literally
0: on his he was on Apex and then K-Mag <laughs>
1: tried to say that it was Lewis's like, fault and I was like, uh, "Come and on, and bro. Lewis and
0: K-Mag's defense, I mean, K-Mag's like, "Where is where in your world do you think that that's not Lewis's space? He was close to the Apex and he was ahead of you."
1: Yeah, so it's like, "Where do you think that's and your space?" when you look at it, K-Mag's can like he literally drives into Lewis's tire.
0: Yeah, so it, listen, it's Lewis it's K-Mag's fault, but
1: Hey, it's good to see you a little bit more relieved as a Mercedes fan. Yeah. Also, we didn't even talk about it. Talk about pressure again. Carlos and and he stalled at the start, bro. Hey, man. Carlos signs. Charles better. That that's that's the wor- that's that's the saying. that's why George got in front. Like he stalled. I think George still would have gotten in front too because he just he would have. <laughs> but it's like Carlos, man. You can't do that. Hey, George. Uh, Charles better. That that's the hashtag for the podcast lately. Charles just better. So. The overall, I think overall, big dub for Mercedes today. Again, damage limitations. Mercedes has always has also been lucky this season with the DNFs and reliability with both Red Bull and Ferrari. Now, do we call it luck anymore? Though
0: I'm I not mean, calling it luck. Sure, it's not luck. I'm calling it's it the new year. <laughs> it's the new year it. of F1. New, the new year. year
1: of F1. So today, having. One Red Bull not finished the race and the other one not finished on the podium. Incredible. what Ferrari you mean? Yeah, Ferrari. That's um, what I meant.
0: I will say next year, it's luck. This year, it's just new era of F1. Yeah. Next year, it will be luck because teams should have their shit figured out. But on that note, we're gone. We'll see you guys on Thursday for our Monocle preview. Peace.